Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge season 35, Total Madness, episode one. Oh boy! We are back, folks, and we couldn't be happier about it. Uh, we watched the uh, entire episode with commercials, so you know we're dedicated. And uh, we have to make sure to tell everybody that if this is your first time ever hearing us, um, well, we do a regular podcast that comes out every single Monday where we talk about reality TV. And if you enjoy these recaps, you can go back and listen to us recapping like the past like three or four challenge seasons as well. So uh, welcome to any new listeners that we have. Um, and we thank you so much. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. And you know what, Ashley? Should we wait any longer to get into it? I have one thing to say. Okay, let's do it. Which is that I am thrilled beyond belief that the challenge has started. I needed it so bad. I love that they gave us this break, this long break. I hated it while it was happening, but it just made this premiere that much more exciting. And the second thing is, is that I have about 20 pages of notes. You took a lot of notes. Ashley, you're a note-taking machine. Um, I'm out of the note-taking game, though. I, I, I got it down pat when they were airing seasons back-to-back where I had like a shorthand, and then last night I was like, I'm writing a book. It took you too long to get back into the groove you're saying? Yeah. You overnoted at first. I got a lot to say. Well, you know what? I don't think we should wait any longer. I think we should jump right into it, Ash. Take us away. So this first episode opens up uh, in silence. All we can hear is the helicopter blades kind of whoop, whoop, whooping over as the entire team of cast members are brought in to this undisclosed location. Very serious warlike conditions. Usually TJ says, welcome to XYZ. We never really got to know where they are. Do you have any idea? Any it, guesses? It seems to be an undisclosed location. It seems to be a bunker. That's all we know. So the I, I love that they are starting the season with this tension without someone speaking right away. The helicopter lands. The cast members, they come out of the helicopter. They're doing these sort of slow-mo, almost glamour shots as they walk out. Nani, Johnny. And then who is there? It's TJ, and he's got a clipboard. He's taking a roll call, folks. He's, uh, he's taking attendance for who's walking into this bunker. Loved that. Loved. It's like TJ. There's. There's so. There's such a feeling of no nonsense. Do you think that he was like? Uh, there were some other names on that uh, list that just didn't didn't make it. Yeah, he's, he's like, where's like, Angela? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. A faith, and then the producer's like, she just had a baby. He's like, okay. Girl. Bring the ba- is the baby here? Bring the baby. Maybe it's just on that clipboard. It's just a recipe for some muffins he's gonna make later. Yeah. He's reviewing them. There's nothing on that clipboard. Let's it's be just honest. an empty clipboard. Anyway, so they walk into this bunker, and uh, you know, they're 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 no, they don't walk into the bunker. No, what do we, we do? haven't gone into a bunker yet, babe. How, how, how does it? That's wait, why how, you gotta let me lead. Oh, I've. I think you're a little rusty as well. <laughs> I apologize. We cut to an empty forest. There is a fog oh, right. through the forest. Nick says it feels like who is going to come out? Felt like Predator was about to come out and like just rip uh, Wes's throat out of his fucking body. I mean, it, it did seem really scary. Um, needlessly There's a sense creepy. of foreboding. Yeah. For sure. And then we get our first interview and it is from Jordan. Followed by our second interview from Wes, then followed by Johnny, Jenna, and then Jenny. And then we get a batch of interviews from newcomers. Yeah. 
um, who we all previewed. If you're if you're kind of wondering who these people are, the last episode we kind of went through the entire cast and how we feel about it. But it does seem like these newcomers are mostly from Big Brother. I don't know if are they going to be able to hang in this sort of environment. It's a little different. It's interesting. We get a we get an interview from Asif, and he does not mention Are You the One. Yeah. He mentions all his other reality shows, and then here he is on an MTV show, and he does not mention Are You the One or Second Chances, the Are You the One spinoff show. It seems like people are trying to get rid of Are You the One. Leads like, me to believe that the show is not going to be renewed. Yeah, I assume it's not going to be renewed. Um, you never hear any of the people that came from Are You the One talking about that they were on Are You the One ever. But you do hear Big Brother people kind of claiming Big Brother every once in a while. A hundred percent. And yeah. it's also interesting because if my memory serves me correctly, Asif and Tori had a little bit of thing, a, a, a bit of something on their season of Are You the One. Did they? They were on the same season. Wow. I remember they had like a little thing, maybe. I barely remember. Or maybe it was on second chances. I, re- I in my mind, buried deep in the "Are you the one?" closet is a dusty memory of a connection between these two. Every single "Are you the one?" season uh, melds together for me, and that's probably why it's not coming back, except for the last one. Um, come one, the, come all. Yeah, it's like every single one kind of melds together, and um, you know the personalities that they've gotten from there. It seems like half of them have worked out, half of them haven't. So now they're on a big brother. Um, and, uh, you know, that's basically our feeder system, it seems like at this point. And there's somebody from the amazing race, Jen, yeah. Jenny, somebody like that. She's Jennifer. She was, uh, she was out on the first app. Right. So, so now there's a Jennifer, there's a two Jens on the mm-hmm. show. What are the, how are they distinguishing the Jens? Well, there's Jenny. Jenny from, is, from, is British Jenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer. I think it's her whole name. Is what we're calling her? Okay, Mm -hmm. there we go. It's going to be very tough. What's important is we get an interview from someone named Bailey, who I've never met before, who has what it takes to be on this show. And I am saying that just from this initial interview. There's something there where I'm like, oh, I am very interested. I don't know if I like them. But I'm interested. She's got spunk. And let me go out on a limb and say she's not here to make friends. Oh. (laughs) I don't think she's here to make friends. Uh, She's also engaged to another new cast member, Swaggy C. Both of them were both on uh, Big Brother, I guess, together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that brings us to the cast in sort of a classic game day or a classic daily setup. They're all standing on the risers facing TJ. Um, TJ is saying this is going to be the most dangerous season we've ever had. He's giving his TJ talk. Yeah. His beginning of the season TJ talk. He explains this season is individual and nothing will happen but uncertainty. That's the only thing that you can be prepared for. The only thing that you can be certain about is uncertainty. And then I think he says, I hope you're fucking ready. And then they he bleep does. out fucking. I hope you're beeping ready. Yeah. It's like, whoa, TJ. That was awesome. This first challenge will be taking place outside. It will happen in two heats, a male and a female. This first beep challenge will be taking place <laughs> beep outside and Go. What if he just like now? He just went off. He just curses now and everything. TJ's sentence. changed. It's just a series of beeping. I did not catch the name of this challenge. Me neither. And it's, I'm sorry for that. It's called pull a thing, wrap a thing. It's do, called do medical supplies, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what an interesting. Someone texted me um, during the show and said, interesting to use medical supplies. What a waste of medical supplies. Personal. What, what, are, we, what are we calling them these days in, in our bunker? Uh, personal medical uh, 
requirements. I don't know. Basically, we have a new name for face masks and gloves. This is being recorded during the great uh, quarantine quarantine of 2020, by the way. Our so, podcast is being recorded yes, during the great quarantine. Yes, that's why the challenge was not. And you can tell by the fact that they're just kind of using medical supplies I as know. a prop. They're like, let's just burn these uh, gloves and masks because uh, it'll be fun. We're on the challenge. We'll never need these. Basically, the way that it works is there's a series of sort of points that you have to get through where you are pulling a giant barrel of medical supplies and there are these battle lines and then once you pull your supplies to you you then solve a puzzle and then you go into the next one you pull again you have to do a math equation so it's it's a series of, of activities physical activities and then mental challenges yeah. and if you're not fast enough tj will roll over and crush your medical supplies with yeah. his tank yeah winner gets to smash a ventilator with a sledgehammer that that's the what you get here. No, um, it, it's uh, to to sum it up. You're just basically pulling a barrel, then you're kind of winding twine, a huge twine thing that has a barrel connected to it. Then you're you're solving a puzzle and you're solving an equation. And as uh, time ticks by, uh, TJ and other people in tanks come by and and crush your chances to actually finishing this thing. So the slow people are just taken out. There's taken not out. even a chance to catch up. No. Um, before this begins, we see my guy, Nelson, doing some push-ups. And Nelly. then he, he gives us an interview where he's like, I'm not the good guy anymore. I just decided that I'm probably not going to be the good guy on these seasons anymore. I, it doesn't pay to be good. And I just turned to Ashley. I was like, was he the good guy? I don't remember when he's attacking Derek drunk <laughs> and being thrown off this show. Was he the good guy? There. Yeah, we had a moment of confusion over that. I like that. I like that Nelson thinks of himself yeah. as the good guy. It's such a Nelson thing. Like <laughs> yeah. for Nelson to come out and be like, "Guys, I understand that I'm the hero of these seasons, <laughs> but that's not going to work for me anymore. Heroes don't get paid. It's time for Nelly to be evil, Nelson." <laughs> Um, so I can't wait to see Evil Nelson come out because, you know, these interviews are done post, you know, so it's like that means he makes some dirty moves that makes Evil Nelson shine. It's a t it's a dirty game. I wonder if they're going to take that into this season with like it's a totally mad, maddening game. This game is mad, y'all. Am I right? No, it's something total tells me. Madness. I don't think they named this show while the season was on. I don't think they did either. Because big we ADR vibes when he was when TJ was introducing the show and they were like, welcome to the challenge season 35 now madness like yeah they, they cut away from him um yeah i don't think they'll ever say it i think you're 100 percent right i think this was supposed to be war of the worlds season three is what i think i've got no proof on that but that's what i'm thinking Well, when you think about the breakdown of the brits versus the american i mean there really wouldn't be enough if it, was it didn't war work of the worlds, this season right? yeah. yeah it just didn't work this season so they just changed it to total madness then we get an interview with nani who is immediately horny for asif asif yeah well you, in this show um you will hear people say actually in in this show that you're hearing right now in the show that we watched last night you hear people say asif's name 15 different ways asaf asif Asaf and Asif. Like, it's pretty yeah. incredible. Uh, what are we going to land on? On Are You the One? It was Asif. Let's go with Asif. Hey, will we need to talk about this any further after this episode? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so it may not really matter, but Asif, for the purposes of this show, yeah, I can't. I, 
I almost said this. I almost uttered, I can't believe Nani hooked up with Asif like in the first five minutes of the show. I do believe that. Uh, let's let's hold on before we comment on it. Let's get I, to it in the script, I understand, babe. but it's just like we- You're so- jumping around. Well, because in the trailer, we saw that she was hooking up with a guy that has Asif hair. And yeah. we tried to figure it out. It was either Jay or Asif. In the first five minutes of the show, she's like, I see Asif and I like him. And yeah. I was like, well, there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nani is pretty unbelievable, but she keep, she she seems to be leaning in to this I hook up with three or four people every season um storyline. Don't don't you think in the, already on this episode? I think that I I don't know if she's leaning into it. I think she's just herself and I think that she was immediately attracted to him because let's be real, he's a hottie with a body. So it makes sense, Nani, I respect it. I saw someone on Twitter uh tweeted that Nani, Ashley Mitchell and Nani have hooked up with the same amount of guys, but Ashley is not constantly getting that edit of sort of like boy crazy. And I found that to be interesting because let's never forget that Ashley like pretty much brought herself to climax, if I'm not mistaken, on Rivals 3 on that soap bench before that she went and then hooked up with Kara's cousin in the basement. Yeah, she was still trying to prove herself. Yeah. I think. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to the show. Um, We get an interview from Kyle saying that he can never work out if he likes Rogan. I know that I can work out that I like Kyle, and I'm happy that he's there. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know. I might take some guff from this. I like Kyle. I also kind of like Rogan. Sorry. I kind of like him. You know what? I have something to say about that in a little bit. Okay. So we're going to revisit that thought. That's when I write down no Corey interview yet. I'm trying to get that Corey interview. I want to know what Corey's got to say. So TJ's eliminating folks. And then all of a sudden, boom, we get the Corey interview. It's almost like they were reading my mind. And Corey mentions Taylor. And uh, doesn't mention Cheyenne. It does not mention, well, Well, because he's talking about, he's like, I got Taylor. I want to do this for Taylor. And I also got a new kid on the way. Yeah. I'm going to do that for them. It's like, what about your existing family? Interesting. I didn't note that. (laughs) It's like, you're going to do it for, do they not to get to touch this million? I'm sure that they are, they're going to be a part of it. I mean, uh, I mean I from think they, the I team think, mom folks, it seems like Corey's very involved with no, Ryder and Cheyenne. I'm, I'm into it. Listen, I just thought that was a strange thing to say, to leave out your other kid. That brings us to Josh. You didn't like that I brought that up. We, I, listen, we like Corey in this house, but I, I noted it as something on No, I, I think that you're on to something. I, it's not that I don't like that you didn't bring it up. It's not that I don't like that you brought it up. It's that I didn't notice it, so I don't 100% know if it's true. It's 100% true. Okay. It's 100% true. Okay. It's one of the only thing I took mental notes of in this entire <laughs> episode, and you'll see. Josh, he loves his family. That's what we get from him. Then we get- Sloppy Josh. Then we get Fessy, and um, I he's Fessy's talking about his past in uh, college football, and that's when I wrote down, I like Fessy. I like him. Yeah, Fessy seems like he could be somebody to uh, um, be a, a real player on the show based on the fact that he has real size, and he was a... Um, uh, a college athlete, he had hurt, uh, he had an injury, it took him out of the game, but it doesn't seem like that's an injury that will act up in this game. So it seems like, um, I don't think people are going to be coming at this guy's throat anytime soon. You said put Fessy in the plus 
column because of his size. Yes. Well, I don't know if I said put Fessy in the plus column, or I said that's a plus in the Fessy column. You said that's a plus in the Fessy column. Yeah. His. I mean, honestly, uh, the, these people are not big people on the show. So when yeah. you're like a giant, when you're like 6'3", you're like a giant on the show, and he's jacked. I, I mean, saw a picture. He's taller than CT. Yeah. He's the now the biggest guy on the show. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Josh is pretty big, too, but he didn't have the musculature. Yeah. That, he's a little uh, soft. Yeah. He's a little soft boy. He's, he's a soft boy. He's a little dough boy. He's a sad boy. Josh is first to reach the math. Then we get CT um, talking. Talking. We get an interview from CT. He says that he's the hot commodity. He's the caliente fuego. He says, I'm the hot. Then that means I'm the hot commodity. I thought that meant hot, hot fire. fire. I think he just meant I'm hot fire. I'm, ca- I'm, you know, I'm the hot commodity. Like, I don't think he thought that was a direct translation. But you did take umbrage with it when it <laughs> happened. You threw your notebook down. You're like, that's not it. It means hot fire. I was like, calm down, Ashley. We have we have to do a show. I love watching these people do math. I loved watching Bear do math. I wrote down Bear's math equation so I could do it while he was doing it. It was 67 plus 54 minus 53 divided by 2. Um, the answer is 34. Watching him struggle, watching all of them try and figure out the math thing was fun to me. That brings us, uh, by the way, people are just getting eliminated, eliminated, eliminated while this is happening. It brings us down to three people, CT, Fessy, Rogan. They're the last three. And then Rogan wins. Rogan wins. Now, Rogan's coming off a big win from last season, and now he's coming in at number one in the guy's heat. That is big for Rogan. I kind of feel like Rogan is really somebody that you have to um, respect in this game at this point. Um, you know, is his style of play going to be, uh, conducive to the rules of this game? Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, um, I was, were you surprised that he took number one? Yes. I thought it would be CT or Fessy. Yeah. You just thought those guys were bigger. Now I, I, we follow Rogan on Instagram. Yeah. This guy, all he's doing is training all day long. He's at training camps. He's doing some sort of workouts. Like all this guy does is train. I mean, this was, was like a CrossFit competition. Plus, yeah, the guy, it was like the, ropes. Plus, he can. He seems like, and if I remember correctly from last season, it's not a fluke. I think he knows how to do puzzles. Like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. he can do the puzzle stuff as well. At least he's not as terrible as the most terrible person. So you um, can't be that dumb to win on your first really so, season. Well, technically, his second. He gassed out. It's um, it was impressive. Uh, and uh, immediately the one, two, three, they all kind of look. They all kind of got together a little bit for one second. And like, you could see CT kind of bring both those guys in and immediately give it up to Rogan and like, be like, man, I can't believe we did this kind of, I can't believe we did this. And then Fessy too, bringing Fessy in, they all kind of high fived each other. And I felt like that was CT sort of being like, okay, I'm going to immediately establish friendly relationships with the two other biggest guys on this show. Yeah, well, CT has a friendly relationship with Rogan. They won. They did. They did. They worked together. I know, but now it's time to bring Fessy in as well. And it's like, if these guys sort of get on the same page together, that's a page. I I just don't think these guys are going to want to go up against one another. You're right. um, Because it's just the only, if it becomes a physical um, elimination of some sort, um, that would probably be the only time that any of those three guys are in jeopardy of going home. Yeah. They, um, CT, I think is the low man on the totem pole. Although he came in second. Did he not? 
I don't know who this. I, I don't know the stats. I believe he came in second. I believe Fessy came in third. That probably was based on a on a puzzle, but I thought this was very telling. Very mm, telling. I like that as being a sort of a scene that uh, maybe flavors the rest of the season. We'll find out. That brings us to the gals heap. We get a little interview from Bear saying Kayla, she is beautiful, and that he is planting seeds. Then we get a very cringy interview from Tori. Um, I don't really know why or what she did. She was doing like some accent work and like singing a song and it was just uh it was cringy. I mean there was no other way to sort of describe what was going on. Queen was, of the cringe. She's quint she is cr- cringy. She's a bit uh, possibly a bit of a tryhard. I can't really tell exactly what goes on, uh, but it usually takes place in interviews. And don't forget we like Tori. We like Tori. Yeah, this isn't us hating on Tori, but we're also honest. But like when she's like singing and and she's kind of like Millie Wapping. Uh, yeah, yeah, Millie What did I Mill- say? Millie Rocking. <laughs> Millie Rocking. She Millie Rocks. <laughs> 10 years too late and she's she kind of raps a little bit and when she rap when she's doing like rappy tory stuff i i just my body tenses up and my eyes roll into the back of my head it's unfortunate but you know we do love you tory we do love you so this gal's heap is off to a big start it's heat what did i say you keep saying heap Babe, you got to edit that no, out. No, it's a callback to last season when we did this. When, when I had the gals, he is on its way. After this first sort of round of pulling the medical supplies, it, like half of the gals get eliminated. It's like Melissa, Nani, Kayla, Jen, Jenny, not Jenny, but Jen. Big T. It was just a bunch of people got eliminated. If you're weak, you're not making it past this first barrel. Basically. Yeah. Um, but um, that brings us to an Anissa interview. Anissa's back. Where's Anissa? She's on this show, folks. Thank goodness. We've been asking where's Anissa for a year and a half, and now she's back. So uh, Anissa's back. Uh, she had a nice, powerful interview. Good, good foot in the door. Um, you know, it's always nice to see some of the vets, um, you know, come back when after they've taken a few seasons off. And I mean, how do you think she's going to fare on this season? Not well. I just don't think so either, to be honest. These people are too, they're too fit. I don't, I mean, maybe Anissa is super fit, but Anissa usually gets Anissa usually has an accident and she gets hurt, okay? Yeah. I don't want to say that that always happens to her. I'm not trying to curse the gal. I love her, but I just see a lot of this new crop of people being like super fit and healthy in a way. I'm just like, Anissa's ankle's going to give out on her or something. I think that also at this point, she probably has a whack political game. Yeah, you know, that's wha- true. A whack social game. It's probably um, hard to come back from her game. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I I think she gets into some sort of altercation with somebody at some sort of club atmosphere. If we can trust the trailers. Yeah, if we could trust the trailers. Tori is the first to complete. Dee is second. Um, then Jenny is the first to complete stage two. Uh, we learn that Bailey and Swaggy are engaged. We see um, Jenny doing a math problem. It's 82 plus 28 minus 52 divided by 2. She says, I want to be home with my guinea pigs. Jenny, are you the person that was leaving guinea pigs outside of my door? I need to know. Then we have, that's a story for a Patreon, I guess, huh? I'm sure we told it on our regular show. Yeah, the guinea pig saga of 2019. Yeah. That brings us to a D interview. And she, uh, this is when I write down, I have something to say about this. And that is that I like D. She is someone that gets a lot of flack online from challenge fans. People don't like her. I don't get it. I think that she is a 
fierce competitor. I think she's down to hook up. I think she's honest. She will be herself. She will stand up for herself. I like what she brings to the table. So I feel in a lot of ways, and this is not just because they're a couple, but like I feel like her and Rogan kind of fall into the same sort of, um, fall under the same umbrella of cast members that people don't really seem to like that I think bring a lot to the show. So like when you were talking about Rogan, I was like, let's talk about this in a bit. It's because that's how I feel about D. What do people not like about D? People just think that she's kind of like whiny. Uh, she's just not a favorite. Is They're like she was crying a lot the last season. I mean, yeah, but that's just because her boyfriend was trying to vote her off of the island. You know, yeah. I'd cry too. Um, but I like D. Okay, D, I, I mean, I like D. I don't dislike D. So that brings us to the end of this um, daily, and it turns out that Jenny from the UK is the winner, and it's going to be hard to beat her. So it's Jenny, it's D, and who came in third? Was it just the two of them? Well, Jenny and D both come in first and second, and D immediately comes up against Jenny and comes up to Jenny and goes, two strongest women in the house. Yeah, immediately establishing that establishing bond. Establishing a bond. I mean, it does. It's interesting. Uh, in both the the male and female heats that you get to see. Um, you know, the second person immediately come by and sort of get try to get the rub from the first person, make that connection. And I think it's a smart, it's a smart move. I'm sorry, I just looked at the clock and we're like 25 minutes in and we we're like in the first quarter hey, of the, the show. This is the first episode. They're not all gonna be this long. They're, They're not, not gonna, gonna be this long, long, people. So that's when so the Rogan and Jenny are are our first two and TJ says you guys are the first two of the tribunal. You get to pick a third. They go off and talk. They narrow it down to three people. They say they want to pick someone neutral. And they're like, how about Josh? How about Corey? How about Nani? I am so excited that they pick Corey. I love that they pick Corey. He is the third member of this tribunal. It's incredible. I'm excited that Corey is being like respected and put back into the mix, respected as a challenger. I don't know if we should respect him as a person, but as a challenger and he's being put back in the mix. I just, I really loved that move. What did you think about it? Who are you saying is respecting him as a challenger? The, um, D or Rogan and Jenny. I disagree. Tell me why. They immediately said, we need to pick somebody who's neutral. Yeah. They did not say somebody who's good. They were like, we need to pick somebody who's neutral. And so they like, who doesn't? And they were like, had to talk really quick. And then that's why they threw those names in. They didn't want somebody who's like in their alliance. They also didn't want somebody who they're like going to have to go up against. They don't want to piss anybody off. So that's why they pick, they pick Corey because Corey wasn't on the show. And so they don't know where he stands. And they also probably don't feel like he's that much of a threat to either of their games. And so they picked it. Now, what they did was they threw those names out. Then they had to walk back and they hadn't made the decision yet between the names that they had thrown out there. And Rogan was like, yeah, it's well, of course we're going to pick. And then kind of looks over at, at uh, what's her name? Jenny yeah and Jenny goes Corey and he's like Corey Corey like you could tell he didn't know because he thought as they were walking back he was like the third one the last one Nani Nani the last one Mm. and they didn't say anything and then he was like okay we're obviously gonna pick and I I thought that she was gonna say Nani but she picked Corey and I Mm. wonder if he wanted to pick Corey really interesting because he wanted to pick Nani he was like Nani the last one Nani the last one the third one the third one Nani um, and, uh, it was just an interesting way. I, I find that these sort of strange pick the last person or pick the people that are going to be with you in the tribunal deliberations are odd. I don't know why they make 
that they've decided to make them choose right there on the spot rather than deliberate or vote or do something that seems more above board and has any bit of strategy to it. You know, this is something they brought in last season as well. We're like, pick it now, go pick it. And it's like, what? It's like, why? We don't know each other yet. Like, we don't, you know, can't we talk? Yeah. And they gave them a second to talk. They've, they've backed that off a little bit on this They season. let them walk away. For like a second. But it was like, what's the point, really? I, I don't understand the point. I think I think you're making a good point. I also think that maybe the reason they went from Nani to Corey is because TJ announces that this is a guy's elimination week. So usually when it's a guy's elimination week, the third person of the tribunal is a guy. And when it's a gal's elimination week the third person is a gal but let's keep it moving um tj says this is going to be a guy's elimination week and what's going to happen is that the house is going to pick one person to put in the elimination and then the tribunal is going to pick three people to interview and then one person from that tribunal um that from you know that round of interviews we get an interview with ashley saying she can't wait for their beautiful house they're on their way to the house everyone's so excited they open the door they run into the house they're running it's just a classic you know sort of real world-esque look at our house type vibe the energy is high and then we get lots of confusion back to back to back to back interviews of people being like what the hell is this where are we they are in a bunker and it looks like a friggin prison I mean, it's a real prison vibes here. No windows. They're like underground. I believe they had to take an elevator to get there. Uh, they have to, they walk into their rooms, like they're like choosing rooms, but like also like, is this the room we should choose? Because it looks like every other room and it also looks like a, uh, jail cell no light no light i we mean there's get- like weird red lights everywhere which could there be any more off-putting like vibe at 24 7 in your home than just like neon red lights mm. like you're living in like some sort of like uh you know like uh, uh apocalyptic you know uh bunker from hell like it you know and then every obviously uh much like every prison cell you walk on a, on each one of the bunks one bar of soap one roll of toilet paper. You got Tori walking around with her toilet paper. I like somebody's gonna steal it or something. Uh, uh, she says that she's walking around with it just because she might get lost. I thought it was because she might have to take a shit at some point. We get a funny uh, line from Johnny where he goes, "Wow, dude, we're in a bunker." Made me laugh out loud. Then we get a mashup of where is is where is the hot tub? Where is the alcohol? Where is the this? Where is the that? And then we get the uh, most exciting moment for the cast members. Which is when, what's up? Well, before they get to this, this is something we didn't see in the extended trailer. They do find another rec room looking thing. Yeah. You said, did you say that already? No, nope, go oh, for it. Oh, yeah. But so they, they find a rec room that they're confused by. Like it looks like a like the hangout den, but it also really just looks like where the prisoners hang out and eat lunch. Like if you ever watch 60 Days In, like this is where they just hang out. And there's like a screen up top that has like a map or like a countdown or some sort of a clock or something. There's just numbers. And you just see Bear just like everybody's like not excited by it because they haven't found any booze yet. You just see Bear just like looking straight up there just staring at this thing, like just trying to figure it out. And so even though they have like a little bit of a rec room with like they're still not thrilled with this situation. And that's when 
when uh, Jordan rolls into what they think is Christmas Day. Just what I was saying. That brings us to the most exciting moment for the cast members. Jordan stumbles upon a giant room of play and food and booze and hangout and weights and above ground pool and everybody is freaking out and then I think MTV has the rights for who let the dogs out. What did they start playing? playing They were playing like uh, Ja Rule or something. They were playing like some sort of like 90s rap thing 2000s rap thing it yeah, gets they, they played, everybody pumped they played a couple of re- real songs um they've been doing that a little bit they were messing around with the covers with the war stuff the last time and now they're doing like a lot of like regular songs which i was excited by the fact that they're buying music again thank thank god that we're getting to hear some actual stuff and not some like you know like battle the bands winner that they uh licensed their music for like eight eight cents um, I, I, when they're running into this thing, the, the, I've never seen anybody so excited for an above ground swimming pool. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. These people f- doing cannonballs, I mean, popping bottles of, uh, two buck Chuck, uh, pouring it all over themselves and immediately everybody's drunk. Like yeah. everybody got drunk so quick. Um, an important thing that I, I left out of the opening in that first interview from Johnny in the very opening, uh, of the show, when they're walking through the woods, Johnny, who just to refresh our memories, our third interview of the season, he says, I look to my side and who's there, the ugliest person in the world, it's Wes. And then they go into Wes's and Johnny's rivalry. I only bring that up because at this moment and finding this party room, Tori's walking around with her roll of toilet paper and Banana is talking about his arch nemesis. And that's when Nick turns and looks at his arch nemesis, Wes. And that's when Nick turns and looks at me and says, they're setting up the fact that they're going to work together this season. I could feel it, and I could feel it for the past few seasons. Their um, rivalry is not paying off for them. It's not real, folks. I hate to break it to you. These guys are fake rivals um, based on a television show that they're both on. And it's good for the show for them to be at each other's throats. It builds storylines, inherent storylines in this season. Um, and uh, we already know, we've talked about it many times, we saw these motherfuckers both on Maury palling around. They you gotta took, watch the Maury app. They took the, it was, it's on Johnny's show, first first look. They went on Maury. Took and, lie detector test. And they're, it turns out that they're real friends. They're based giggling. On, based on the lie detector test, they're actually friends. And they looked to be having so much fun together on the Maury show. So... Uh, I just don't buy. I never did um, in the past few seasons that they were really hating each other like this. And it's always to me, didn't it feel like this to you, Ash? They should just work together. They're from the same era. Like nobody else likes the two of them. Like work together. Now, did they say that yet on this show? No. No. They're still building it up like it's a big rivalry. We get an interview from Jordan being like everybody talks about the West Bananas rivalry. I mean, they're building this up. They're setting the stage. This is the rivalry to end all rivalries on the challenge. Now, in my opinion, I was like, okay, this is something that's going to, we're going to eventually see them figure out throughout the season. That's what was going through my head at this point. You think it's going to be a long burn? I think it was just like, okay, we're building the building blocks to something that might happen, a turning point in the middle of this season. As Nick said, everybody gets immediately drunk and this is the fun sort of social part of the episode. We see Maddie and Jay chatting it up. Ashley and Big T are talking. Ashley's kind of warning Big T like there is a big alliance you need to be aware of. Then we see Jenna, Nani, and Kayla off in a corner cementing that it's it's not a duo. This is a trio. They all have each other's back. I'm very excited for uh, whatever name the internet comes up for for this group of friends. Nanjela? 
<laughs> that works. Um, now, what, what did they call them? The Holy Trinity is what yes. they call themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they said, I think, what was it? It was... Uh, Nani's God, uh, Nani's the Father, Kayla's the, the Son, son and, and Jenna's the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Ghost. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, that was just, I really enjoyed watching these gals bond, and I'm going to enjoy watching them work together. Do you feel Do you feel like it was stupid for them to like click up that hard like first day to no, show it to everybody? I don't, because uh-huh. everyone knows that Kayla and Jenna are super tied, and everybody knows that Jenna and Nani are super tied. So just like... You know, be real about it. I think that's fine. Ashley and Big T, like I said, are bonding. We see in the bunkers kind of like the guys walking around and Kyle and Rogan are joking about D. Apparently D has taken the bunk bed right above Rogan's. And unabashedly in her interview is like, Rogan, if she he tries to hook up with somebody, it's not happening. I'm gonna be right there. Yeah. I do not think so. Now, did they come into the season connected in, in a no. in a way? No, no, okay. There you go. Uh, in fact, she said she, said she puts him down. Block. She didn't she put him down and say last season I fell in love with a stripper who broke my heart. Yeah, but that's not putting him down. That's his profession. Okay, know? well the way she said it, there was like a certain. I fell in love with a stripper, and uh, she does call herself a cock block on on you know, so she knows exactly what she's doing. Um, that like I said, everybody's partying. We see Nani talking to Ace Asif. Now I'm all confused. Who cares? We see Nani talking to Asif. Asif keeps calling her Nanny. Nanny. Really loved that. Nanny. Nani's down there and she's like, you're a good person. I can see that. And like, we're like LOL and on the couch. Yeah. Kyle's talking to CT. He goes, I want to make a final. CT says, all you got to do is not do that much, which has been working for CT. Yeah. Then we see Kayla talking about Ashley to a new player. I don't know their name, but they are a new player. And Kayla's saying to them, um, she has a really good social game. So watch out. At night, everybody's in their bunks. Bear stops by and he tells Kayla that she's so hot. And then he keeps doing the I love you sign to her, like touching his eye, then his heart, then pointing at her. And Kayla's saying, you're a psychopath. And then Nani hooks up with um, Asif immediately. Immediately they hook up. Now that player, you didn't know her name. I I don't know her name either, unfortunately. I I don't want to look it up because she does not come up through this episode. She did win Big Brother. Yes. She won her season. So she probably has a social game to reckon with. Yes. um, If that's the case. Because I believe Big Brother, from what I can tell, is just social game. Right. It's the next day and there is pool table talk happening. The guys, the new guys are trying to figure out who is going to go into elimination. Jay says they always put a rookie in. And then Bailey says if they go after my fiance, they're going to have to deal with me. Now, I have heard this sort of uh, rhetoric before on the show. You mess with him. You got to mess with me. You mess with her. You got to mess with me. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, it, nothing. It, it, the, the show nothing. is about votes and numbers and yeah. happenstances. It's just like you can't fight the person. You get thrown out. You know, you can scream and yell, but then that just makes you look like a psychopath and you put a target on your back. It really makes no sense to me. And honestly, this sort of talk from Bayla, Bailey, although was kind of getting me excited based on it seems like she's got a big personality. I did like that. To me, it just makes me also, uh, I'm like, come on, it's ridiculous. And it's, and you're kind of making yourself, it's a little kind of embarrassing in my opinion. Also, Swaggy C didn't say a word this episode. It's like, does this guy have a personality at all? He's not even there. And they're also like not shown together. 
Yeah. Did you notice they like weren't hanging at all They're together? Not like, yeah, there's no them kissing or anything Nothing. like that. We didn't see anything like the relationship. It was just like, it just looks like Bailey just screams and yells about her fiance. And then this guy, Swaggy C, who's got, you know, whatever Bailey was saying, like, he's the perfect man for me. It's like, I don't know who the hell this guy is. No personality on the first episode, no sound bites, no nothing. That brings us to the whole house having a meeting to discuss which person they're going to put into elimination. Johnny says, hey, you know, there's the best way to go about this. This is, you know, an odd thing. It's our first day. Best way to go about this is uh, we should let a veteran take over. Okay, so CT, the floor is yours. Yeah, it was nice. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody laughed. CT says, my vote is for Jay. Wow. I at this point, I knew Jay was going to be part of this because one, because he's a rookie and two, they they were giving Jay like too much time for a person that doesn't have any storylines on this show yet. Yeah. So the only storyline he has on the show that I'm aware of is that he's Morgan's ex-boyfriend, which was not really discussed. Not not even not really discussed, was not brought up at all. As a matter Morgan of fact, I forgot is, about it throughout the entire show. Morgan is Johnny Banana's current girlfriend. So right. that was just an interesting thing that I thought might have gotten a little bit of airtime. Um, we then have this weird voting that happens where half the house is voting for Jay and the other half is voting for Asif. Um, Bailey speaks up about Swaggy because at one point Jay was like, well, it's going to be uh, either one of the new guys and he he put Swaggy's name in there. And Bailey is like, I just want to, um, before I vote, I want to get one thing clear. Like, why did you bring up Swaggy's name? Anissa's face behind Bailey is so funny. I need to go back and take a picture of it. What was it? I didn't Anissa catch it. Anissa cannot believe Bailey is doing this. Let me get, I'm going to do it for you right now, Nick. All right, I'll give a reaction. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, she's giving like a stink face. Yeah. Anissa yeah. is just like, what is happening? And I loved that. So, okay, they go around and they get to Asif last and he votes for Wes. Wes freaks out, has a meltdown, starts calling Asif a follower. It it just really, it really becomes this very bizarre thing. Wes's reaction these days when his back is against the wall is too sort of like desperate and mean. He just attacks. He didn't need to attack Asif. Asif, by the way, got the majority of the votes. Asif is going into elimination. And then Wes just kind of like panics and starts calling him a follower and trying to humiliate him. So Wes votes for Asif. Okay, he's one of the... Pre- now, does Johnny vote for Asif? I don't know. See, I didn't take note of that. I didn't either. I, I should think, I think Johnny voted for Jay. Well, because it's like he would maybe vote for Jay because it's his current girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. That could that seems yeah. like that would be a thing. It is interesting that it's both of his... Both of these guys who are up for possibly going into elimination, Asif and Jay, have a connection to either his girlfriend or one of his past girlfriends. So Asif calls out uh, Wes, gives the vote to Wes when he could have went for Jay, but I guess it wouldn't have mattered number wise yeah but uh so he 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 throws his vote at wes as kind of like a gauntlet and he's like i'm not scared and then wes as you said flips off the uh, handle um loses it um asif is like well i feel like you're st- you know you're starting shit basically yeah and i i think what we didn't see is wes do what wes does and go around the house and organize this so asif gets thrown in right, right. so um and he doesn't he feels when he's calling asif when he's calling wes out 
that Wes feels like he's blowing up his game a little bit. And so he's overcompensating in a yeah. way like what? I didn't do anything. He's like, all I have to sit here and play. I played possum. I'm not doing a goddamn thing. If I say nothing, damned if I do, damned if I don't like he's yeah. playing, he's like overcompensating, which tells me that he went around and orchestrated this thing. Um, and I find that to be funny that we didn't see that because that's exactly what happened here. And then somebody told Asif that Wes did this to yes. him. And now Asif calls him out and just being like, you, you started shit. You did this. You know, yeah. we didn't get any of that really. It was just like an out of nowhere flip out from Wes. But- you're right. And I think that your read of that is correct. I really do. Then we see them off in the corner. Kind of Wes is upset. Kyle is kind of comforting him. Jesus Christ, where did that come from? And then Wes and Johnny hug. And then we get this side by side split screen of double interviews of the two of them talking about each other Johnny and Wes side by side and they slowly through this interview back and forth come to the realization that they are going to work together yeah and it was obviously not something that was like they came up with on the show they clearly talked about it going into the season and had planned it out but what I find it interesting is like you know they were like they said exactly what I said earlier, which was it is no longer beneficial for us to go up against one another. Yeah. And we're then, both hated. Why not just join forces? Then the other thing that I love, because these guys are similar, um, like as, as, as much as they like go at one another and Wes tries to pretend like bananas is the villain and and ben- and bananas tries to pretend like Wes is like the the a weaselly piece of shit. They are both very similar, and when they're on the same page, all of a sudden it reminds me of that because of the way that they're talking about their alliance. It's just like, we're just going to align, and it's just like, once we get together, it's just like, we're going to tear this house like a new asshole. Like, no one will ever be able to stop us. Like, you're two votes, you know what I mean? (laughs) And you're two guys who have targets on their back. So, and you're older guys, and you're not the most fit people in the house anymore. So... I just don't see how this is like a super villain connection or a super power. You know, how is this like the mega powers unite? Honestly, it's a little late for me to be that interested in it. It, I am very interested in it because only because it provides another storyline on this show that I did not assume I was going to get. Mm. I'm not looking forward to, I'm not seeing this. Oh my God, it's the Wes and Bananas season. I do not see it that way. This is like a BC plot for me that it's just like, will they be able to work together? Is this going to work out? Like to me, that's a fun thing to keep checking in on as like the B plot of every episode. Um, and there's some, we see something later um, in like kind of a shoddy uh, this season on. So uh, we're not, we probably won't even talk about it, but you see something later that kind of juiced me up a little bit on this. Cause mm. I don't think we're going to talk about this Alliance anymore on this episode. So I'll, I'll mention this now about where, where Wes is sitting there with John, and he's like we have to pick like the most off the wall bonkers like alliance like so mm-hmm. to me like if if it's like you know the joker and or like batman and superman unite and they're like this isn't enough we have to we have to find like a ragtag team of like assholes to like mm-hmm. go in a war with and the recruiting of this alliance if they give that a full episode or a storyline that got my juices pumping because I want to know who they're going to work with and like what kind of a team they're going to assemble. It did get me excited. I do not think this is the A plot. The A plot to me, what, what do you think the A plot on this show is going to be? New kids. The A plot uh, to me is going to be the new kids and it's going to be, I think Rogan. I think Rogan's going to be our A plot mm. on, the, on this season. I, I do. I think he's going to be, as he was the last season, I think he's our new, like, this is the guy you reckon with. He's going to be our new Polly. I think. 
I could see that. Where you're just going to be following around Rogan and seeing what he's doing for, for the entire season. All right. Sorry for my, uh, it, this is, it's just no. exciting. It's a Johnny Bananas connection. You convinced me. I'm interested yeah. now. Okay. That brings us to the tribunal's deliberation. Who are they going to pick to put up for possible elimination? Rogan wants to bring Kyle in for an interview. Corey says Wes. Jenny says Jay. So Rogan picks Kyle because they have beef. Now, is this because... They don't have beef. Well, what is the, what is the they, reason He this? says, I don't know where I stand with him. And Kyle said a similar thing about yeah. Rogan. I don't know if I trust him. I don't know how I feel about him. They both have some sort of a, we don't know who the other one is, real, if I can trust them okay. kind of thing going on. And they pick, uh, um, Corey picks Wes because he, I think he just knows that Wes is, uh, I think, I feel like they've had some sort of a beef. But really, Corey and, and Nana's, uh, bananas have like a Corey and bananas have actual have a, beef. I'm actually surprised Corey called Wes's name. I would assume that Corey and Wes would work together because Wes worked with Hunter. Um, and Hunter, as we know, is part of the young Bucks. Do you think that Corey pulled him in as like a strategy way to just be like, I'm going to talk to you and then you're, you're going to see us not pick you. So that's like some, like a way for us to kind of throw a connection down there. Maybe. I wonder if Corey's going to be in that alliance. Ginny says Jay, and I'm guessing it's just because, you New know. Kid. New kid. Because the house was, yeah, the house made, you it's know. It's a safe choice. It's, it's the safest it, of the choices. It is the choice you make. Corey puts their name on the board. That brings us to the whole house. What looks at it freaks out. That brings us to the tribunal where people are getting interviewed. Jay is the first interview, and I think he makes really great points and good arguments i mean he played survivor he knows this sort of the game you know yeah. he's like listen what are you gonna do like you're gonna you what you can do is what everybody does which is throw like two people who don't matter in he's like or you can have you know why don't you throw somebody else in and make them do your dirty work to get some people out you know also he, i'm brand new i'm a clean slate this is the time to form an alliance that could last a whole season multiple seasons yeah. we don't have a history let's make that history positive i thought that was really good Absolutely. then that brings in Kyle, he promises to Rogan that he won't go after him. This is such like the, like such a like. Oh, please don't. Yeah, please don't throw me in. Yeah, um, I promise I won't do anything. I promise. Wes's interview can be boiled down to the I have no idea why I'm here, and I have no one here on my alliance sort of sound clip. Wes is saying I'm not aligned with anyone, which is just like I don't know bullshit. It was so it was a strange interview. He does end it by going. Uh, I'm not going in, am I? You're not yeah. going to throw me in, right? Yeah. You're, you know, and I thought that was kind of fun. During the commercial break, we get a weird trailer for the show that is basically just a trailer of Johnny and Wes working together. Yes. I, I was like, have they been showing this like on regular MTV? Like we don't watch TV. We watch it through our Roku app. So it's like, to email us like have have there been trailers about how this is the season where Wes and Johnny work together because I would be so pissed as far as like it ruining a plot point or did they save that for the middle of the first episode I don't know it felt like a, like a weird sort of uh 30 for 30 sort of like in a commercial there is a feeling of like an ESPN doc where like Johnny's like walking up steps and you know it was just yeah. it was a strange seriousness it, it 
I think it was in black and white. And if it wasn't, my memory just remembers it being in black and white because that was the tone of it. The tone was black and white, folks. That brings us um, back into the house for the obligatory few minutes in the house before elimination. They do this every episode. We see people milling about the house. And then we learn they have chess there. Okay. This is really, this must be because of the fact that the bunker is going to be psychologically stressful that they have allowed them to have games because famously we know from listening to challengers give podcasts and add and talk about their experience people aren't allowed to bring in crosswords or sudoku you know it's like really sudoku um whatever you know it's like people the fact that they have given them chess really speaks to the pressure that they're going to be under. Is this where Nelson's playing chess? This is where Nelson is playing chess, and he's with, giving with Jay, Jay a talk. <laughs> All right. What? Do you think Nelson knows how to play chess? Yes, Listen, I do. I... <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Listen. You just think Nelson's a big old dummy. <laughs> just... Nelson reminds me of like an eight-year-old. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He does. I love him. I love him. But I just don't think he knows the rules of chess. I do. You think he really knows that the, yes. the, the spaces at night can move? Yes. <laughs> you don't. I do. I'm looking at I you believe right in now. Nelson. All right, all right. That brings us to purgatory. Asif. It, we all know he's going in immediately. Wait, you also think? I feel like Nelson pulls Jay aside and like they're talking strategy like over on the bench, like by the like the track, and they're like, "No, you know what would be better seen if we talk strategy in front of a chessboard." Because it's kind of like, you know, strategy with chess. All right, come on. Let's sit over here. Like, to me, that's like a setup, Nelson. You're just making all this up. <laughs> You're just having too much fun over Nelson, there. Nelson, man, he's my favorite. Um, that brings us to Purgatory. Asif, as we know, is going in. TJ asks the tribunal, uh, who are you voting for? Corey goes first. He says, Jay. Rogan says, Jay. Jenny says, Jay. It's funny, though. Before they get to Jenny, TJ goes, just for the hell of it. And Jenny, as in just for the hell of it, Jenny, you vote. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. You're 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 taking away a bit of strategy um, from this game, which is withholding your vote to not piss somebody off. Um, and, you know, you see a little bit of that sometimes. What do you mean? Well, it was just like where if it was like they're you know two people voted for the person it's a three-person vote that means that that person that they voted in is definitely going in no matter what jenny says so jenny doesn't necessarily have to give her vote to know who's going in and to withhold is like some strategy there so you you know but she can't withhold yeah but you could if no one's ever done tj wouldn't let that happen you know it just kind of is a ridiculous thing you know where it's just like what why does he now the other thing is you you burn your vote on somebody else so you're like i don't want to piss that person off who's going in just they're gonna come back yeah but we've seen that come back and 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 burn burn bite people in the butt um so uh we'll we'll see we'll see what we'll see uh if this was a smart move to say jay's name jay's going in and this elimination is called airstrike basically you're going to do whatever you can do to get the person to drop from the bar they're hanging in the two um the two challengers are being lifted into the air hanging from a bar they have a piece of plexiglass between them that they can kind of kick back and forth in hopes to jostle the other one off of the bar and to drop the bar they get whoever gets the best two out of three wins jay says he will not lose in a pre-elimination interview and we also learn that he is a climber and so he probably is a little bit more accustomed to hanging for periods of time absolutely as a matter of fact we were making fun of it but in that chess strategy talk with nelson in the previous scene 
um, that what they were talking about was Nelson was like, so how do you feel about this? And Jay was like, yeah, you know, if this is, if I go in, I kind of want it to be like, you know, some physical thing, just kind of like a head smasher immediately. And, uh, and what, and Nelson's like, why? He's like, he's like, he's like, what about climbing? Like you climb, wouldn't that be like better for you? And he's like, yeah, but you know, I kind of want to start things off. And he's like, Nelson's like, no, you want to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, enough with this trying to like prove yourself shit. The object is to come out of there the winner. And it was, it was kind of like a nice, like, I've been doing this. I've done the whole, I'm going to show my, everybody a thing or two. It's way better to just be in the, in, in, in the winner's circle because, uh, you're not going to prove anything to anybody by losing, you know, valiantly. Um, so yeah, now it turns out that it's a hanging thing. So it's, uh, before they start though, I want to cut you off because before they start, you looked at me and you said, who, who you got money on? And I said, Jay. And I said, who you got money on? And you said, Jay. And that's, doesn't really happen in our house. We usually like to pick the other (laughs) one that the person's going against. So for the first elimination, we both picked Jay and And you picked him. Why? I picked him because of the climbing Me thing. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it seems like they a, set it up. Yeah. During this, we get a little interview from D, where she's talking about how cute Jay is. Is D the new Nani? Jay, she says D's her, her type. It's Jay's like Jay's her type. Jay's her type. It's like, is he? I, I don't know. I don't know what she Jay, means. Jay, good for Jay, man. Morgan D. I mean, I'm not trying to say anything about Jay, but he ain't no Asaf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we get an interview with Jordan and he is in another ripped up shirt. We forgot to comment on his first his, ripped up his shirt. His first shirt looked like he had crawled out of a bunker, but we know from last season that he has his own shirts or he something. He has his own clothing And they line, all look dirty. And they all have holes and stains <laughs> on them. Everyone seems very cold too. Everybody's in like puffer jackets with like the hood up as they're watching. Um, so basically this is not that compelling of an elimination. God, I'm glad you said that. This, I, for the first one out, it's like, first of all, you're hanging on a bar, uh, like up in the air. Right. And then between the two people hanging on, on two separate bars is a piece of plexiglass hanging And then you just kick the plexiglass at the person. But the actual thing to do is to just hang hang. and just make it like a who can hang the longest. And that's what Asif doesn't understand. Asif is just wearing himself out, kicking and and kicking. Everybody keeps noting that Asif is like holding himself in like chin up position, like with his like chin up by the bar. And it's like you're obviously your muscles are going to burn out. And, And Jay is just letting everything hang chilling yeah. doesn't yeah. even really move that much i think he's resting his legs like on the yeah. the, the rim of the pe- plexiglass at one point yeah he obviously knows how to not feel tired up while he's hanging and asif doesn't it's a it's a, it's a best of three asif gets knocked off they get back on asif gets knocked off how boring for our first elimination jay's coming back how do you feel about that do you feel like we're we're, we're losing out on somebody that you wanted to see or do you feel like uh, this was better for the show i was excited to see asif for sure but i'm i think jay ultimately will be more entertaining on the show because i know from x on the beach jay is down to fight especially if your name is Corey, Corey brooks. brooks every i i feel exactly the same way when I, when I saw that Jay was going to be on the show, I was like, eh, I don't know. Seeing a lot of Jay this episode, I was like, Jay has the ability. He's a, he talks so much. He's a talker. And he, and I can imagine him getting like pissed off and thinking that, you know, trying to start some shit or just provide something good television. This episode with Asif, he's like nothing. He's yeah. just kind of like, just. Asif, I was thinking like, Asif must be nervous or like he hadn't, his personality never came out like it was in the, are you the one house, which was like goofy and silly and fun. And like in this, he just seemed kind of quiet and reserved. He's doing too much reality TV. 
You know, he was a, he's on the amazing race. He was on a, America's worst chefs. He was on. So you think you can dance? Yeah. He was on two other shows. Big brother. Big brother. He was, you know, he was like, there's so much fucking shit. He's burning out. Burning out, dude. Yeah. And but he is very nice to look at. He is. He's a handsome man. And his exit interview was like, I'm coming back for you. You know, it was yeah. like, it was like kind of like too scripted sounding. And he didn't seem that upset. Yeah. Uh, and like Nani was like. Uh, I wish I could, she could have. He could have come back. Mm. Eh, well, whatever. And it was just like uh, moving on. And that was the episode, right? Or did we go back and was there a postscript here? Well, I mean, it's not the episode because TJ announces that oh, Jay is the winner, and then right. he of goes, course, of course, of "Please course. check out your helmets. There are stickers on your helmets, and these stickers mean things." And Jay is going to get a red skull on his helmet. And why is that important? Because you have to get a red skull on your helmet if you want to make it to the final. Right. That's right. To get a red skull, you have to go into an elimination and come out a winner, and that is your ticket to the final. So right now, the only person eligible for TJ's final, I love the taking ownership of it. Yeah. TJ's like the only person eligible for my final is Jay. And yep. I love that. Yep. To me, that is, I just gave me, it, it like, I wanted to like, like jump up off my couch and salute TJ. Um, and, uh, and Jay is pumped, rightfully so. And, and you could see like everybody kind of, they also did, uh, everybody's kind of excited, like shaking. Yeah. And, and, and TJ, uh, preface that by saying that this was the craziest twist in challenge history. Is that the truth? I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so either. I can't think of anything, but there's always twists. So basically, 30, 30, there was a twist every other episode. It's very important. You have to win an elimination to go to the final. We get a little interview from Wes saying, yeah, and now some people are going to have to answer for that. No skating by like CT, Rogan, and Ashley. Yeah. I mean, this is what I've, I have an issue with this, which is just that like if you don't go to a final that is because you're a smart i mean if you don't go to an elimination that's because you're a smart player like your game is good your social game is intact yeah of course of course so the idea that that means that you're like a coward or you're weak is like it's just uh bs well, i call bs I mean, especially on west because if west could get through a season without getting into an elimination he would but he's got the record for the most victories so it's like 14 or something like that so i mean i that's like his thing you know um and then we get a after this is over we get like a this season on sort of but it was really like a movie vignette yeah you know I, mean? I didn't get much information from it the trailer was much more informative yeah so i mean we're not even a comment on that we'll talk about those things when they come did you notice that Kara and Polly weren't there not while it was happening same um and uh you know I'm glad that they're not there this season it's not like i don't want to see them again i'd love to see them come back fresh with new haircuts and stuff but uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe quarantine will be good for them. Um, anyway, uh, that was the, the recap, folks. Our first recap for this season, the 35th season of the challenge. Um, uh, we would love for you guys to follow us on all social media platforms at reality blows pod on Twitter at reality blows podcast on Instagram. Ashley is at Ashley B Roberts on Twitter. I'm Nick Maritato on Instagram, and you can email us realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And also, last but obviously not least for us, we have a Patreon where we put out two uh, bonus episodes every month. Those are our bonus eps. Uh, it's five bucks a month. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash realityblows 
And uh, the last episode was fantastic. We talked about Tiger King, and actually, Ashley shared all of her experiences uh, being uh, doing her uh, journalism. Investigative in- reporter breaking a big story about a county board member with ties to dogfighting. You don't want to miss it. It also features a cameo by somebody called The Monkey Man. All right, so patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Guys, we'll be back next week with our uh, next episode um, for the recap. And obviously, we do episodes uh, on uh, uh, on every every Monday, folks, our regular show. Make sure you check that out. We do a lot of stuff. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, may the TJ's clipboard have your name on it. And may he uh, create uh, one hell of a final. Bye.